Well, hello, and welcome to Dog Stories. I'm your host, Maria Bell, and along with my co-host in Hollywood, Serene Weirsinga, we're going to be talking to people about our favorite thing in life. You guessed it, dogs. Today on Dog Stories, I have the great pleasure of talking with Francisco Moreno. I met Francisco when we first started the Dogs of Oakville books, and his two wonderful St. Bernards are featured in them. He's a family man who lives in Oakville and does R&D for the food industry. He will turn 50 this year, and he spends the mornings of his weekends on a bicycle and running on the trails while looking to kiss as many dogs as he can. As I said, he's the proud father of two gorgeous St. Bernards. Well, hi, Francisco. How are you? And welcome to Dog Stories. Hi, Maria. Thanks so much for having me here. It's a, it's a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, it is for me too. You have two St. Bernards. That is correct. I'm the wow. proud owner of two big furry babies. What are their names? Uh, the oldest one is Emilio. He's uh, eight years old uh, as of... June 14, something like that. And the other guy is Gabriel, and he's six and a half. His birthday is in Christmas Eve, actually. Oh, my goodness. So eight years old, that's pretty good for a big dog, eh? Yep. He's doing well. He's doing well. Well, I'm not surprised. He's got you for a friend. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, um, he's he has been very healthy. Both of them has been very healthy. Um this Gabriel is my fifth Saint Bernard. Um, I had a female many years ago. Then I have two boys. Uh, they were not brothers. Uh, they were just from the same uh, uh, breeder. Mm-hmm. And then after they passed, my wife found a, a rescue Emilio uh, on the internet, and she took on the puppy. And Later on, I got Gabriel. So Gabriel is my fifth uh, dog, all of them saints. And I kind of like the breed. That sounds like it. So yeah. have you always had St. Bernards all your life? Do you remember your first dog? Was it, was it a St. Bernard? As an adult, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as, when I was a kid, my mom had a French poodle. and <laughs> that, that was it. What did you think about French poodles when you were a kid? Oh, I, I love them. They are super smart. They're really hyper- stubborn as heck mm-hmm. but they are they're lovely mm-hmm. i mean I, every dog is great i i don't think there is a bad dog i think they're weird owners yeah that's true <laughs> uh, i love every single dog in every shape form size i absolutely love them i guess you know i'm the same yep yep sure <laughs> so tell me about emilio and gabriel how much do they weigh um we try to keep them on the on the light side so uh-huh. Emilio oscillates between 165, 170. Wow. And same for Gabriel. But uh, for those uh, familiar with the St. Bernard breed, is not a big dog. Like I've seen, uh, I think you know, you knew Walter, right? Uh, he yes. sadly He sadly passed, uh, not recently, but maybe six months ago. He, I think he, he, at his top, he was somewhere in the 220s, I believe. I remember meeting him thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. what a big boy, 220. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, 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 it's complicated when they get that big because uh, their whole structure uh, suffers at, at old age. So we try to keep these guys as lean as possible. Um, they go for very long, uh, slow walks uh, with my wife. And Emilio, for some weird reason, he loves swimming. Actually, we just came back from um, the conservation area swimming with them. He loves Absolutely, the water is his favorite thing. I've never seen a St. Bernard that well, swims, but he does. Really? Uh, yeah. So um, I, I do um, triathlon, long-distance races, and one day we were at North, and I was going to do one of my swims, and he kind of decided to come along with me. <laughs> and and I was like, okay, you really want to come with me? Like, I don't think you want to come with me. And And he came with me like oh obviously I, I i i slowed down my pace for him but his thing is he put his his head really next to my 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 stroke like we are head to head all the time my goodness yeah so we got him a life jacket uh, orange for visibility and, and and for safety reasons and everything and then he goes uh, i mean back in the day we were going up to for a 40 minute swim with him at his oh. pace, of course, and we took breaks and whatnot. But but yeah. I, ne- I never saw uh, in my life a Saint Bernard like being that. They're angry. not swimmers. Yeah, no, they're not. But this guy is like he's a, a water dog. He's like a Newfoundland, pretty much. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And how did you decide on their names? Well, Gabriel, because he was born on New Year's Eve, uh, the breeder asked us to give him a, a Christmas-related name. So jokingly, I said the Grinch, and obviously that was not going to be. And um, I don't know. We were looking at the Archangel Gabriel. So that's how he got it. Now, uh, I'm from Colombia, so both my – all my dogs have had Spanish names. And I like to name my dogs with people names, not with dogs' names. So Mm -hmm. my my first dog, a female, was Ramona. (laughs) Uh, my, I love it. Yeah, my other two boys, one was Pocoyo, which was a, a cartoon character, and that's kind of the exception. The other guy was Simon. And these two, one, one is Gabriel, but in Spanish is Gabriel, but Gabriel in English sounds like a female. Yeah, so like we, a girl. So we gave him the, the English uh, seasoning and we turned into Gabriel. And Emilio is, is, is just a Latin name. Yes. So yes. I was I was looking for a very something. famous Latin name. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for something a little bit too unique in, in, in terms of the names and, and and that's how we came up with them. Oh my goodness. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they look, you know, anytime I've ever seen them, they just have those gorgeous, soft faces. Just like, you know, they remind me of Spanish or something oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, romantic. <laughs> yeah, well, the same Bernard had these uh, melancholic eyes, right? Like you, you look at them and he's like, are you okay, puppy? <laughs> <laughs> because their eyes are always droopy, right? <laughs> Spanish eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. So they're so big, but have they ever done anything really like naughty? Not, not really. Like with Gabriel, we had... Um, we had issues at the beginning uh, trying to train him, training him on, on the housebreaking 
aspect. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't that he was not smart. He was, Gabriel has been like a really low energy, like lazy dog. <laughs> like I am the only owner, I believe, that I have to convince my dogs to go for a walk. Uh, no, you're not. I have a chihuahua like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I have, like, when I wake up in the morning, I spend, like, literally, because I have time it, anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes waking them up. Let's go by, let's go go on a pee-pee, let's go on a go on a poo-push, and, and you rub their ears and move the paws, and they go, and I literally have to beg them every morning when just to get them up. So with Gabriel, we had that issue that he pee a couple of times in the house, and um, we we are living in a, in a very small condo. We mm -hmm. live in a two-bedroom condo. So when your little horse pee inside of the condo, that's a tragedy. <laughs> so with Gabriel, we had to send him for a... It wasn't rehab. It's a, we have some friends who had a really uh, nice uh, doggy daycare. And they help us with the... Um, well, with the training aspect of it, because they had the facilities and everything. So, so he spent like a week or something over there until he finally got it. And their 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 um, conclusion was that there was nothing wrong with him mentally. It was just like he just didn't want to get up and go and pee outside. He just oh. <laughs> he's lazy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's extremely lazy, extremely extremely lazy. Oh my goodness! I thought my dog was bad. <laughs> no, well, this, this guy. On the other hand, he's a he's a fantastic dog. He has like zero zero aggressive behavior. He, he gets along with everybody. Like I can give my dog to a five year old, and the kid can handle my dog no problem. He's like super easygoing. Is so, that uh, a trait of the Saint Bernards? Are they all easygoing like that? Um. My previous two dogs, one of them, he was also short hair, was super easy going too. My long hair was a little bit mischievous. Like uh -huh. he, was a, he was an escape artist. <laughs> like uh, he would jump the fence of the house. He One day, well, actually in a couple of opportunities uh, back in a previous house we owned, he opened the windows, pushed the screen, and get out of the house. Oh, and then come back later in through the same window. Really? And, yeah. And how we noticed that is because we found this uh, side of the house all scratch. Oh. And it was, you know, it was him trying to climb through the window. Many, many times people just knocking on the door at three in the morning. Uh, hey, brother, this is your dog. And I'm like, <laughs> holy cow, man. Thank you so much. That's not yeah. something you want to run into at 3 a.m. in the morning. No, no. You, <laughs> you would to, think it was a yeah. bear. <laughs> no, yeah. Pocoyo was was something hilarious. I, I love that dog. He was absolutely my boy. He was amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. And so now you mentioned short hair and long hair. I didn't know that they had uh, short hair and long-haired St. Bernards. Yeah. Because well, your dogs look like they have long hair to me. No. Uh, Gabriel is short. And mm -hmm. Emilio is a little bit long. So when you look at Gabriel, he's the more, in my view, I'm not an expert, but been having these dogs for over 10 years now. Uh, in my view, Emilio is more like the U.S. St. Bernard, more like the type of dog that you see in Beethoven, the movie. Um, oh, yes. 
my other dogs are more uh, stocky, bulky. Uh, they are more like the Canadian sort of St. Bernard. So oh. I understand that the St. Bernard, the original St. Bernard is shorter. Mm-hmm. And they they cross breed him with the Newfoundlands to oh. give to give to give him a a, a a heavier coat to okay. with the intention of making them more resistant to the winter uh, because as, as you know they were rescue dogs they were originally bred as rescue dogs in the hospice of uh, Saint Bernard in the I believe is the border between France and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. There's a famous pass where travelers will get lost in the snow and then they have these dogs going out and trying to bring them back to life and get them back into the hospice. And they were trying to do this thing to make the dogs more resistant to those conditions, but it actually backfired because the long-haired St. Bernard um, traps and accumulates the eye, the, the snow in his mm-hmm. coat and turns into ice, and then the dog becomes too heavy, and it's more difficult for him to move through 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 heavy snow, which I totally uh-huh. observed with uh, Pocoyo on the on the on the big uh, snowfalls. He, when we came back home, I like, have to actually just knock off the ice out of the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come back in from. I know long-haired dogs. I had poodles for a while. They'd come in from the snow with yeah. snowballs all over. Correct, them. correct, and, and, and not also, easy to get off. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. They pack. They pack really hard, especially in the paws, in between mm-hmm. the, in between their fingers. Uh, they get so harsh to the point that it's difficult for them to walk. My goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah, you have the long hair and the short hair. Huh. So, Francisco, were you always a dog person? Uh, I love all animals. Mm-hmm. I love all animals. Like I, I do yoga in the morning and I have squirrels that <laughs> come come to my mat every morning uh, to a point that I do yoga with a bag of uh, walnuts and peanuts and they come and they, <laughs> I feed them and <laughs> as I do my thing in the morning. <laughs> like I, I love every animal. Like I, I, I haven't come across an animal that I don't feel love or compassion for. Oh. And do you remember that as far back as a child, like yeah, having that life. love? Yeah, all my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I can picture you sitting on a yoga mat with little chipmunks crawling up your arms. And- well, no, I, I, don't have, I don't have chipmunks, but because I have cats, so oh. the, the chipmunks don't get anywhere close. By, but the big squirrels, yeah, for sure they come. Some, <laughs> some of them uh, take the food from my hand, and they're they're adorable. I love them too. Oh, they're wonderful, and you have cats, and yeah, and two Saint Bernards. So, yeah. tell me uh, about that. Well, uh, ten years ago, uh, I was not in the city; I was out in the in the countryside, and I had the I had to live with mice or live with the cats. So, uh, I, I adopted a couple of kittens. Uh, of one of them, I, I lost, and the other one, I still have them to this day. His name is Archie. Uh, he's a fascinating guy. He's the he's definitely the pack of the uh, of the leader of the pack, and he goes he goes for long long walks with me, uh, which is very stressful. Because Why? He because he likes to you know the wolf the alpha the alpha male walks in the back. Yes. They don't walk on the front. Mm-hmm. So Archie, he I, I know that I, I'm I'm so in tune with my cat. He, he is the protector of the dogs. <laughs> so he walks like five meters behind us, but it's very stressful because when we need to cross a street, 
the cat is behind and car is coming, right? So he's like, yes. ah. So it's been crazy. And also because uh, there's been more than once that, I mean, when little dogs see my, my big dogs, they, mm-hmm. they feel afraid. And if they are not well balanced, they, they react and they get growly and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie take offense on those things. Oh. <laughs> and And he has been like, like in a couple of uh, attacks. And so I have to tell the people, just please, please just move your dog away. Cause I mean, it's not me, it's not the dogs, but the cat that is coming behind is, is, <laughs> is going to be the crap of your dog. And he has done it. Like, I mean, with big dogs, uh, I have a, he, he got into a fight with a German shepherd. He got oh, into no. a fight with an American bulldog. Oh no. Uh, but, but he's now 18 years old. Oh, so my I can't, first of all, I feel bad for the other dog because, because he's, he's extreme. He's a ninja. He's extremely fast. Uh, <laughs> when he attacks, he's incredible. He's like lightning speed. Oh. And, and it's not that he's going to damage the other dog, but I mean, he can scratch the dog and, and then those scratches get infected and whatnot. And, and yes. then I have to apologize to the owner. And, uh, but oh, I my. can't, I can't put him on a leash. He won't accept the leash. No. <laughs> uh, so is he black I, by any he, chance no he's, he's not he's a black gray. cat he's gray and white oh gray and white so what i do lately is i walk them separately oh so i go and walk the dogs and, and then <laughs> i go and take archie on other route that i know they're not going to be any dog involved or anything like that but when he's with me he's he's okay when he's with me just with me and there are dogs by he just go and hides oh yeah, it's but only when he's with Gabrielle and Emilio. He, he, yeah, he he protects his puppies. I mean, he know them. He he met them as puppies, right? So right, they are right. his babies. And how do they treat him? Do they like cuddle up together or they anything not, like that? They are not cuddly, but I can see there. There's definitely respect towards them. There's like a like a reverence to them from the dogs. Mm-hmm. Like the dogs mm-hmm. love to smell them and and. But he he walks like the king in the house, definitely. It's it's, it's funny because he's a tenth of their size, right? Yep. Probably less than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I tell you what, Francisco, I get a big kick out of your Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> How did that all start? Well, let me explain to our listeners what your Facebook page is full of pictures of. Uh, well, I, I like to put pictures of, of my weekends and okay, I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm a, an endurance athlete or I want to be an endurance athlete. I don't know. I've been doing it for years now. I, I do the Ironman race every year. And so I spend my normally on, on a weekend, if, if it goes my way, uh, I will go for a six hour ride on Saturday or four oh to six my. hour ride. Uh-huh. And then on Sunday I will go from a three to five hour run on the trails. So along those lines, if I see a horse that I like, I stop and I take a picture of the horse. Mm -hmm. If I see a dog, I stop and snuggle the dog. If I can, if I can steal a kiss from the dog, I will. (laughs) And, and that started just like that. And then eventually, um, Eventually, I started t- taking pictures of it, and then then I, I, I was joking with my friends because they were mocking me, right? Yeah. I, when when we were writing, they were, oh, here you go, Francisco's gonna stop again. No, 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 just no more kisses to the puppies, please. No more kisses. We, we gotta finish it right. 
<laughs> okay, okay, one more, one more. And and then I I don't know if it was me or someone else came up with the with the nickname of the canine slot. Oh no! So the canine <laughs> slot attack again, and I take a picture of a dog, give him a kiss, and goes on. So that's pretty much every weekend. And I don't know. I I, I love doggies. I love doggies. I know. I, I, well, I, you can tell from your pictures. They're so cute. <laughs> they're so cute. Snuggling no, but, everything from bulldogs to chihuahuas to, uh, oh, my. I, I, so, I, they're, they're amazing. I, I, sometimes people look at me like, are you okay? Uh, you're, <laughs> you're a you're a grown man. You're acting like a child. I'm like, I don't care. I just, I just want to kiss your dog. I and, just want to kiss your dog. Yeah, and, and the thing <laughs> is, sounds that, like a song. <laughs> yeah, no, really. And he's like, uh, I pretty much know, and they know me. Every dog in the neighborhood. Don't ask mm-hmm. me about the owner's name. Yeah, I won't remember the owner's name, but I know the dog's name. Well, uh, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I know every dog in Oakville, and but oh, I can't remember all the owners' names. I have to no, say, what's sure. your dog's name? And then when they tell me the dog's name, then I go, oh, oh. if that's Emilio, you must be Francisco. <laughs> Correct. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. So yeah, that's the story with my Facebook. Oh, that's funny. So that brings us to a section in our little podcast called Dogs 101. So maybe you could tell our listeners something you've learned about dogs in your journey with them or something specific that you've learned about St. Bernard's. Anything that you can tell us that would give us something to take away and make us smarter about dogs? Sure. Um, I I believe dogs, uh, and, and this goes for every dog, but also applies into a personal life, right? Um Dogs, dogs are amazing creatures. They they are like, I heard this that they are love dispensers. <laughs> yeah, I like I that. Do, uh, yeah, and I, I totally see them like that under the right circumstances, of course. Uh, for some of us, they are they are very um, complex because we some some of us can't handle the dog. They are we are unable that the dog act the way that we want them to act. Uh, but in reality, dogs. To me, they are very simple. Um, they they just need one simple thing to be happy, and is is to have a sustainable pack and a, and, a, and a leader that they can trust and rely upon. Mm-hmm. And and the issue that we have to to give them those circumstances is that um, we talk too much as humans. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is we have thousands of distractions like we are not present we have the phone we have even if we don't have the phone or nothing on our hands in our heads there are thoughts and thoughts and thoughts constantly mm-hmm. so i can i can see it from the eyes of a dog uh, in, in my in my opinion dogs look more at your behavior your body posture and i'm 100 sure they can read your feelings um, oh i'm sure it's true and and if if you are supposed to be the leader and i'm following you and what i see is a person that is in the wrong position doesn't have an assertive body posture and is distracted then holy cow i need to take charge because because you although you are supposed to be the leader you are not doing it right now Mm -hmm. so when i see a threat i need to step up and take care when Mm -hmm. i see that there is a danger coming if I can't protect you from the danger, 
I'm just going to run away. Ah. Right. I, 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 I don't have limitations or any sort of structure from you as a leader, just because you are not there. Right. You're busy elsewhere. Correct. So what I'm seeing all the time is, is just that, like I have a, something very uh, particular that I have observed with my dogs is that uh, although I, I, I did the doggy training with, with them, like what everybody does, they see the stay, uh, hold all those things and, and they follow it. But I think the biggest challenge that I have with my dogs for them being that big is like when we are in a, in a trail, in, in a, in a narrow spaces and there are other dogs that come and usually they react negatively towards my dogs just because of their size. They feel mm-hmm. intimidated and they just want to bark out. So the, the one scenario is me pulling off the leash, telling them to sit, to hold it, stay, don't move, blah, blah. That that's shown to me very poor results in the past. In the other hand, if I step on front of my dogs and I don't even have to tell them, but they're just stepping on front of them and I position myself in between the other dog and them, mm-hmm. they're already thinking, oh, I think my dad has it under control. And and I got to the point that I, I have gone and growled to the other dog's face to make him stop. <laughs> so yeah. you become intimidating. Yeah, yeah. So at that moment, my dogs are like, oh, yeah, he has it. No problem. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, some, sometimes I'm, the owner is like, what the heck is wrong with this guy, right? And, and sometimes I get to explain, and the explanation is very simple. Listen, if I don't stop your dog from doing that, my dogs are going to stop him. Mm-hmm. So I, I would rather me just a growl, nothing happens, there's no damage. Mm-hmm. If they get into a fight, then it's going to get ugly. Right? Oh my, I can imagine. So, so yeah, cause I mean, if it, the reality is my, my two dogs can overpower me in a second. I mean, they, they have more body weight than me. Mm-hmm. They have eight legs combined. I only have two and they have that really low center of gravity. The moment they pull, I, I would be going f- flying behind them. Like no, no question about it. So I, I've, I've done it several times and they know it. They know that if there is a threat, I'm there to face it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a, it's a big dog, small dog, if it's a person, a noise, whatever. I'm, I'm stepping on front of them towards the threat, and then they are chill. But and if they're, it's a consistent thing, so they, is, they know is, they can rely on you. Yes, correct. If I don't do that, then they are like, okay, then, then we have to act. We have to cooperate. We have to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that we owe them that sense of security and that safety as well, because... If a dog steps in front of you to protect you, he's going to get into trouble for sure. Yes. Like even if he eliminates the threat, let's say he stops the other dog from barking. If he bites the other dog, you get in the tremendous level of trouble. The, the oh, vet this... is going to be involved. There's going to be a, could be a lawsuit, uh, bills, you name it. Mm-hmm. They can even get to the point to put a, a dog down. Yeah. On the, on yes, and hand, that's very yeah. sad. Yeah, correct. And on the other hand, if I just go there and growl at the dog, nothing happens. The, the worst thing that is going to happen is that person who says, like, that guy is a lunatic and I'm not going to walk in next to him the next time. And that's fine. I, I, I can live with that. I need, <laughs> sure my, I need to make sure my dogs are safe. That's it. It must be quite a sight, though. Oh, no, you it's, turn quite the sight. Corner. <laughs> it's quite a sight. But, but the, fun, the funny thing is, 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 believe it or not, this reaction of the other dog. Yeah, I can because imagine. 
they go like, from, whoa they go from <laughs> i'm gonna go after these dogs and holy cow that bald guy looks like he means business man like and they start like, <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm messing with the bald guy yeah okay. yeah yeah never mind the dogs i am yeah. not messing with the bald guy <laughs> yeah for sure for sure <laughs> No, so yeah, what what I think what I think the, the 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 main thing that I have learned with my dogs is is about that is that that non-verbal communication. Like uh, when we, I believe that when we eat and when we sleep is when we create the biggest bond with them. Mm-hmm. So I try to I try to make those things happening uh, together. Like we try to eat together. Yeah, but in a specific order. So I I sit down and. And I eat with them. I, I eat my meal and I give them portions of whatever I'm eating that is healthy and appropriate for, for a dog. Mm-hmm. I share with them from my plate. And then when I'm done, I, I serve them their food. Oh. So, so then they, they, understand, they understand that, okay, we are part of, of your routine, but we come second. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's not, it's not an ego thing. It's not an ego thing of, of me being first. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a necessary uh, argument because they need to understand that you become first so they follow. Because yes. if they follow, you can protect them from harm. Very that, true. That's basically it. And it also creates the routine, which is very important for dogs. Oh, it's absolutely. They, are, they love their structure. I mean, mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. So now we come to leave the dog a bone. What have you got to tell us there? Well, I I would like to praise uh, this uh, doggy daycare that I told you. I have absolutely no affiliation, whether it's financial or friendship or family ties, anything. But mm-hmm. they have been tremendous, uh, uh, tremendously good with our dogs. Um, they are family pet services. They are in, um, Campbellville and we found them because we needed to get daycare for, I believe a weekend that we were going to go away. And my wife just found them out of the internet and it was fantastic. It was the first daycare that we, we found where kennels were not involved. Oh, good. And it is, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Like, uh, they have their house and in the back of their house, they have a barn, which they are doing renovations and whatnot right now. But basically it's that a barn with a turf and it's an open concept area in the really far back where the dogs play leash free. And inside they have like sofas and TVs and things and, and the dogs, <laughs> go, it's like a big house. Wow, it is, it is a big house, and so when when you get there, you you bring your dog, and they analyze your dog by their temperament, so they know where they can bring your dog, with which other dogs can bring them, and it is so good that we ended up using their services for way more than the doggy daycare, like um, huh? maybe once a month or twice a month if we can afford it, we take the dogs there for for a day, just oh, so they for a treat. Yeah, so they play with their friends, and and it's funny because they they have been making friends over the years over there. So we know when when someone's uh, birthday is coming up, and they throw a birthday party for the doggy, which I'm sure you have seen the pictures of our <laughs> birthday parties, and uh, and um, and then we just bring them there, and they have a blast. I mean, and they they come back like 
so happy, so exhausted. They sleep like, like soundly, like more than ever. And My I just, goodness. I just love that place. So if anyone is looking for a place that is taking care of the puppy for a day or two or whatever the time will be, those are the guys that I would recommend hands down. And ah, I also good. understand that they do behavioral support. Like, so if you have uh, behavioral issues with your dog, they will help you as well. Well, that's good. And they should, I guess. If they're going to be handling dogs and looking after people's dogs, they have to have some kind of training, uh, you know, training. They need training. Dog training, human training. They yeah, need both. I'm, I'm sure these, are, these guys are certified in I don't know how many different things. But yeah, mm-hmm. for sure they are. And when you go there and you put Gabrielle and Emilio in the car with the intention of going to family pet services, do the dogs know it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing with Emilio is that my wife tells Emilio, Emilio, tomorrow we are going to see Mary's. Mary's is the, Mary is the, the lady of, that owns the place. And, and he, mm-hmm. knows that day, he knows. That day, I don't have to wake him up to go pee in the morning. <laughs> That day he's like uh, he's like four forty five in the morning and he's like are, are we up? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. like he's, he's like, like a kid on Christmas that can't go to sleep. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I don't I I, I don't know. <laughs> I I have a theory that dogs don't understand our words, but they can read your intentions. Oh, definitely. At some sort of quantum physics magnetic field they are able to to read that because there's no there's no other way to explain his behavior and and yes he definitely knows that that day he's super jumpy and my wife tells me that the moment they turn um and start heading north he's already like getting trying to excited air the air in his nose and everything is like his behavior changes (gasps) no we know he knows With with Gabriel it's a different story because he has he displays so little emotion toward so little activity to anything. Really, Gabriel is like a like a Zen master monk. He's <laughs> like he's he's there all the time. He's in alpha alpha zone <laughs> all day every day. What is he thinking about, Francisco? What do I you don't think? Know. I I don't, <laughs> I, I don't even know if he thinks. I, I <laughs> he's like oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, I get the, you give me the giggles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really enjoyed our conversation, Francisco. That was a lot of fun. And I appreciate your coming on our little show and sharing all those tidbits about oh. Emilio and Gabriel. Really. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad uh, you invited me. Thank you so much for the opportunity to chat and talk about dogs. I mean I, I could do this thing for life, for sure. Right? I know. And this is why I started this podcast. Yeah, Because that's all I want to talk about is dogs. That's all I yep. know how to talk about. Yep. Yeah, there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. Hey, Mary. <laughs> Bye for now. See you Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a dog story you'd like to share? Send an email to dogstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Are you enjoying these episodes of Dog Stories? We would love it if you left a review or subscribed anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Sound effects provided by zapsplat.com and music by bensound.com. <laughs>